a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Of course, we just returned from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., where we spent some time at the Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as they have an open house, uh, first for dignitaries, for ambassadors, members of Congress, members of the judiciary, and members of local faith communities all came and had the opportunity to go through the newly renovated Washington, D.C. Temple. There were fascinating conversations there, to be sure, including the unique opportunity to have have a sit-down interview with Elder D. Todd Christofferson, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ. And as we continued our conversation with Elder Christofferson, uh, I shared with him the uh, advice and the thoughts that he had on what it took to really build bridges. We saw that take place throughout the course of the open house this last week as people from all different faiths and backgrounds came to see the temple and how this was an opportunity to actively build bridges of understanding, something that the world needs desperately today. I asked Elder Christofferson about a comment that came from the ambassador to the United States from Argentina. I asked him about uh, what he thought about his experience inside the Washington, D.C. temple with Elder Christofferson. They have a unique connection in that Elder Christofferson was a missionary in Argentina many years ago. The ambassador to Argentina said that if we want to love people, we have to understand them. If we want to understand them, we have to know them. I asked Elder Christofferson what he thought about that advice and how he's seen that applied to building bridges of understanding during the course of his time at the Washington, D.C. Open House. I like his observation. Um, that would describe my experience as a missionary in Argentina. Coming to understand, to know, to understand, and to love. That happened for me over a period of time there. This is a, a brief experience, but still can contribute to that kind of thing happening between people. And the time, uh, the half hour, the hour, the hour and a half, whatever period of time a person or group might be with us, there's a chance for interaction, there's a chance for questions and answers, there's a chance for clarifying misimpressions and also communicating new Understanding And all of that, I think, can only be positive. It, it does create greater knowledge. And, and you feel some affinity uh, for one another just by that uh, time together. When you're having an honest conversation, you know, when, when you're not uh, trying to uh, be critical, but to be uh, informed, to understand, to want to know, and, and to be open on our side, to not to... Uh, hide anything, but to be sure that we create and communicate 
to them an accurate, complete understanding of what we're, we're about. With that, I think it comes very naturally, you know, that there's a, a sense of kinship, feeling of appreciation for one another as human beings and as, as fellows on the planet, so we, as we say at times. But that uh, maybe it's part of, part of the spirit here that contributes to that, but it seems to happen readily yeah. and easily. And then finally, uh, a lot of the theme, uh, if there's been an overarching theme here, it seems to be come and see. And so I want to pair that with uh, the scripture a couple of verses down where it's not just come and see, but then it's go and tell. So what do you hope people have seen and what do you hope people will go and tell after they've been in the Washington, D.C. temple? Well, I hope they'll see uh, that there's... uh kind of aspiration on our part toward greater holiness, as it says on the entrance, holiness to the Lord, that that's an honest, a very sincere desire on our part, and there are considerable efforts made in that direction as part of our temple worship, that they would see what, that's what we care about. We care about those things, but I hope overall they would see... Um, a temple is a monument to Jesus Christ and our faith in him because uh, without his atonement, without his grace, without his resurrection um, the temple really wouldn't make sense that is what we do here wouldn't have purpose if our existence is measured only between birth and death and there's nothing before and nothing afterward what's the point of what we're doing here? This, this temple is a testament to our conviction that life is Eternal that we go on uh, even after death, that immortality, a resurrection and immortality are assured, and that the things that we do here that look toward uh, both this life and the eternity that follows um, are real. And without that, uh, again, there would be little purpose in, in what we do here. So I, I would hope they would see... Uh, with the efforts being made, the time dedicated, the investment of time and money and everything else that makes up a temple and its, and its functioning, a real commitment to the Savior and a, and a belief that is not just a personal belief, but one that leads to some real action yeah. and, and sacrifices to uh, accomplish what we're about here that we are uh, committed and consecrated to that and that we care about those things. So if they were going to tell, I'd hope they would tell something of that and, and that our, our commitments are sincere, that they're real, and that we're a trustworthy people, that if we want to be friends or they want to be friends, it's worth <laughs> being friends. We've got something to offer, and we believe everybody does and want to, want to share this life and eternity with everyone who at all has any interest in the kinds of things we care about. Anything else you want to share or reflect on? I've uh, typically commented in our concluding moments in the temple, usually in the ceiling rooms where those marriages for eternity take place, that the extent of that commitment and the expectation of the duration of that relationship and its primacy in in life and thereafter, in eternity, um, does make it uh, 
easier in a way to to build a very successful marriage. It doesn't assure you of success in the ultimate sense. It doesn't mean there won't be challenges or adjustments to make or or uh, disagreements or anything else. Uh, you have to build it, but it does give you a motivation to build it because you know what the potential is and what the promises are for it. And I come back again to to Jesus Christ, that uh, the the fact of his resurrection means all of those promises have validity um, because they're things that he taught and that he has the power to bring to pass. He can fulfill his promises. Um, he has the power and the desire to do that. Without the uh, fact of the resurrection as proof of those things, in reality, we don't have much to hang on to. Um, it's somewhat ephemeral, if, if, if at all, has any meaning. So the central fact, I say and, and say again, is with the resurrection, we have everything. Without it, we really have nothing. And so our witness concerning the resurrection as proof of all these good things and potential is perhaps the most important witness or testimony message we can convey. And I do that. I, it's my calling, but it's my privilege more than anything else. And it's a happy duty to be able to express that reassurance, that knowledge, that uh, conviction from a sure knowledge. And that we can rely upon the promises that come in the temple. And in the end, what God promises us is everything he has. All that he is and has He's willing to share with us and that we could could enjoy his life with him. Um, and the resurrection is the confirmation of all of that. Great insight from Elder Detail, Christofferson, an apostle in the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That wraps up, uh, wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Much more to come on hour number two coming up next. Utah's choice for 100 years. O.J. Simpson driving a white Ford Bronco. Barney Clark shows life, the artificial heart beating in his chest. I'm Barack Hussein Obama. Do solemnly swear. We're the station for breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust. From KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.